What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Wizards of the Gallery Plays podcast. This is our official trade deadline episode. The trade deadline just passed. It is just 3.39. And the Wizards made one deal today, and there are a lot of other moves made um, across the league, some that do impact the Wizards and what they'll be able to do this year. But uh, first and foremost, let's go ahead and talk about uh, the Wizards deal real quick. Um, they sent Troy Brown and Mo Wagner to Chicago for Daniel Gafford and Chandler Hutchinson. Uh, I'm sure Wizards fans remember Daniel Gafford a decent amount. He kills us every time he plays us. Uh, Chandler Hutchinson hasn't played for a while, I believe, because of some personal issues. I don't. Someone was saying that they were criminally related, but I, I didn't do any research on that or anything. Um, and then Mo Wagner also uh, was rerouted to Boston. That they're saying Javante Green could be a part of the deal coming to Washington, but that is not confirmed yet. Um, but let's just rock with what we know for right now. So what did you think about the uh, the two-for-two two deal between Washington and Chicago? Uh, I, I like it for what the Wizards need. I mean, it's really just – I mean, the deal is really trading Troy Brown for uh, for Godford. I mean, that's really what the deal is because um, you saw Mo Wagner got rerouted <laughs> for uh, Daniel Tice, who I think is expiring. Um, and then, you know, uh, Hutchison is just, I mean, he hasn't even played this year, I believe. So, and he's also, I think he's on a, I think he has two years left. Tice? Uh, not Tice, uh, Hutchison. Oh, um, he has one year after this and then he's one year after this. Yeah. And I don't really see him being a, being a player. Like, I think the deal was really for Gafford. Like they needed to get like Tommy said, bouncy. Um, And it's funny because he was in the 2018 draft. And I remember when Troy Brown was drafted, everybody wanted Robert Williams. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. everybody wanted the springy, you know, rim running five at that point because <clears throat> we were all sick of Gortat. And, mm-hmm. you know, we went with the playmaking f- jump shot. Um, but now we kind of get – now we swap that player for – the rim running five that we could have just drafted to begin with <laughs> at that time. So yeah, it's, it's just funny how stuff always come full circle. Yeah. I, I liked it also because in a way it is kind of a money saver. If you think about it, because Troy Brown by himself, I think was going to be making about 5.3 mil next year. Yes. Um, Chandler Hutchinson is going to be making a tad over four. And then Gafford's contract isn't guaranteed for next season, but I, I, I imagine that the Wizards will um, fully guarantee that, and that'll be about 1.78. So it's a it's a little bit more expensive in terms of if you're counting against towards next year, but when you can get two players for that value, and certainly Daniel Gafford at least will have a guaranteed spot in the 10-man rotation going into next year, whereas Troy Brown still probably kind of would have been a tweener or would have been um, traded again this offseason. So who knows? Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they could have dealt Troy Brown for a second-round pick or a couple second-round picks or a, a pick in another young player or whatever. But, I mean, I think Daniel Gafford is a good get for this team, and he's a, 
a perfect compliment to back up Thomas Bryant, which is what I like. It gives you, um, again, like you were saying, uh, they get a little bit more bouncy, a little bit more of a defensive presence. And I think um, it's good now that going into next year, the Wizards kind of have two centers who are different, but definitely both help. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's I mean, Brian isn't no slouch athletically either, but he's just no. not the type of center that Gafford is. Like, Gafford, I mean, when he goes up and dunks it, like, it's like, whoa. <laughs> the know, knee so. that Brian injured, was it his left or his right? Mm, not sure. Let me see, because that'll sure. impact, because, like, that. that could impact, like, how bouncy he is. Uh, if it's his if it's his right knee, then you, you come out better. Right. But I'm not sure. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta double check that. Ah, it's his left knee. Oh damn! Yeah, so he might come back a little less springy. Uh, but I mean, John Wall's fine, and he tore his Achilles. Uh, yeah, but it was his non-jumping leg Achilles. I like to give players the benefit of the doubt, though, because I mean, look at Boogie. I mean, does Boogie really look affected by all the crap that's went on with him? I mean. I know that Boogie was never really athletic. So. I mean, he's not the same player he was. I mean, maybe that – I don't know if that's some of the league kind of passing him by. Because he had more than just that one injury. He had all types of stuff, like quad and yeah. Achilles. And like, he was – it was a lot of stuff going on with him, so. Yeah, Um. so let's talk about some of the other big stuff that uh, went around today. I think the, the first thing that really happened last night was – um the DeLon Wright for Corey Joseph trade. And then last night when that happened, I was kind of like, all right, tomorrow may be a little bit interesting then, but I still didn't think a whole lot was going to happen. Um, but the first major thing that happened this morning that does affect the Wizards is Nikola Vucevic, who would have been the number one trade option if I was GM for the Wizards at the trade deadline. In terms of if you're, if you're serious about competing, if rebuilding is totally off the table. Because I think that was a that was available. Because you would have him over Cat too. Cat, uh, I mean, yeah, Cat wasn't available though. I mean, I, the the Wizards yeah, would have had to okay. give up a hell ton for Cat. I mean, in hindsight, <laughs> looking at what um, Chicago gave up to get Vucevic, there's no way you're telling me that we couldn't have done better than that. Uh, yeah. But clearly, yeah. the Magic wanted to go with salary dumps, and you know, um, like you were saying earlier, I mean, that's kind of. Um, you know, maybe a little bit more odd given you're a small market team and you don't sign a bunch of free agents. But you know what? They they, they had a plan and they executed it. Um, so props to the Magic for that. But anyway, the Bulls get Nikola Vucevic and Al Farouk Aminu for Wendell Carter, Otto Porter, and two first-round picks. Um, shakes up the East quite a bit. So I think that as of now, the Pistons and the magic will still be worse than us, but I think that we're still kind of locked in at this point to kind of finish third worst in the East um, between us and Cleveland. And we'll see how much Gafford um, helps us out to, to close out the season here. But I mean, you have to figure we're either going to finish third or fourth worst in the conference. I mean, those other teams that were in the, uh, in the bubble picture were what um, Atlanta, Boston, Boston got Evan Fournier, Atlanta got Lou Williams. Um, who are the other teams? Indiana, and Indiana's better than us, and in Chicago. 
and Chicago just yeah. got way better. So we're pretty much out of the playoffs at this point. I don't think that there's any disputing that. If there was any hope um, in getting into the playoffs, Boston and Chicago kind of, uh, you know, they, they kind of ended that opportunity for us. So it's pretty much on to next year at this point, which makes you wonder if Beal and Westbrook will finish out the season because. I mean, I they could probably hold it on for a couple more weeks if they wanted, but I mean, I would like it if they just kind of shut down their seasons and let Rui and Denny run the team for a little bit. Just to, you know, you, you need to see what you have in your guys going into the next year. You know what you have in Westbrook at this point, um, and you know what you have in Beal. It would just be nice to see um, those two kind of run the team, especially since going into the summer. If a new GM comes in, you know, we don't know what type of direction that they're going to want to go in in the offseason. So. Right. Um, but I mean, what did you think about some of these deals that went around today? Like I said, you know, Vucevic um, going to the Bulls, then Aaron Gordon went to the Nuggets, um, Evan Fournier to the Celtics. I mean, were there any other big ones? Oladipo going to Miami. Uh, I would say the to me, honestly, the the biggest one for me uh, as far as impact for this Blazers. season, I think I think is the Blazers. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I think Norman Powell. Going there, uh, I think that's a huge get for them. Like, because now they have, they have three bona fide bucket getters, mm-hmm. um, that can do it off the bounce, can do a catch and shoot. I mean, they don't need the ball really. They can all kind of play off of the ball. They can play with the ball. Uh, yeah, I think for what the Blazers are trying to do, obviously, and making a a deep playoff run, and that's the that's the type of player they needed. Um, yeah, and he could play defense, you know. So like, <laughs> if you, they, you know, because CJ and Dame are kind of redundant in that they're, you know, they're thirty point scorers, but they give up a lot defensively. Whereas, you know, Powell can can hold his own on that defensive end, and you can play him next to Dame or play him next to CJ. You know, that's a three headed monster as a as a guard tandem, um, which which you know you need in today's NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also like once the Raptors inevitably, uh, you know, move on from Lowry this summer, uh, I think that Gary Trent is a nice fit next to uh, Fred Van Vliet as well. So, yeah, um, good trade for all sides, I think. And I mean, the Trailblazers, after, you know, some of the resources, um, all the money they spent on trying to address those wing positions. I mean, th- they had to they had to continue to double down on that uh, because what what they had for them at the end of the day, just wasn't getting it done. And I think that Norman Powell is, is a significant ad for them. So um, good job on Portland. Uh, a target for, I thought you were going to be more irritated about this, especially after, in hindsight, what they had to give up. Um, but George Hill going to uh, Philadelphia, I mean, what did you think about that? Uh, so, I mean, I, I, I thought they were going to try to get Lowry. I thought that was their play because um, I think that would have put them – Right there, I think one A one B with the Nets, if they was able to get him, but I guess the asking price was too high. Um, George Hill, though, I think you know it helps them. It definitely doesn't hurt them. Um, it helps, but I don't think it's the move that that puts them right there with the Nets. Um, so I mean, it's a good move, but yeah, I I, I wouldn't put too much into into that one. Um, you know, I think I think they should have got Lowry. That should have been the move. Yeah. Um, 
at least he'll get to kind of pick this summer where he'll get to go because you you, you got to remember even and I don't mean like you specifically I'm just speaking you in general like if you trade for him there's no guarantee that he re-ups with you this summer so um, maybe team that's why teams weren't willing to give up as much and to be honest like I was saying in our chat like if you're Toronto I mean good I mean don't just settle um, you know when you have your the best player in franchise history you don't just give him away for a bag of chips I don't care if he doesn't anticipate coming back or not. I mean, that's just something you don't do. Um, at least the Wizards got back a, a former all-star and is a future Hall of Famer back in a trade for, you know, one of their best players in franchise history. So it's not like they just gave John Wall away for a bag of chips. I know at the beginning of the season, that's what it looked like. Um, but I think that Westbrook is kind of playing himself up a little bit better. So, um I'm trying to look at some more stuff here following up on the Wizards deal. I mean, it keeps looking like Javante Green is definitely off team. I just don't know where he's going. I And I don't know much about him anyway, to be honest. So it's not like even I mean, if we got him, we could chime in. I mean, I don't even know that he's a legitimate NBA player. So, I mean, if I don't really even think it matters if they got him or not. Like, you know, it's just not a, not a needle-moving move at all. So. What did you um overall think about the uh the magic just kind of hitting the reset button? I'll tell you what, I think it's smart, and I know you'll probably disagree with how they handled some of the trades, and they should have gotten a little bit more back for them. But I mean, I applaud them for mm-hmm. recognizing that you know what, it's uh it, it just wasn't going to work, and, and whether whether to sit there and you know and keep trying to you know throw shit and see what sticks, you, they pulled the plug, and I I think that yeah. deserves to be applauded. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with them turning it down. I feel like they should have did that a long time ago. I mean, you were never going to win anything with Vucevic as your best player. I We had mentioned it, I think, last pod that like I felt like Vuk was, is like a third option on a title team, and Thank you're you. paying him to be like your first option. It's just not going to win you. You know, it's not going to win you nothing with that. So, And then you just you, you invested a top five pick in Mo Bamba. You know, like, what are you doing? Like, Develop those young guys and and try to get uh, you know at the top of this draft one of the deepest drafts, best drafts talent wise since two thousand three. So mm-hmm. that's where you need to be positioning yourself because you don't get free agents. Um, so yeah, position yourself to get a draft picks. I just think they should have got more. Like I feel like the Bulls fleeced them on the Vuk deal, and you know, even the the Fournier one, the two seconds, I can kind of understand that because Fournier is not really, you know, a hot commodity. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, you got something for him. But uh, but yeah, the the Vuk deal, I feel like they should have got more. And you know, but I agree with the direction. I, I, like I said, I felt like they should have did that a while ago. Yeah. Um, the the one thing I had been kind of saying is that, you know, watch for the buyout market and Andre Drummond, but I think with the Wizards kind of trading for Gafford, I think that closes the door on that because there's no way you can have five centers on your roster. Um, so I, I think that they just need to kind of play out the rest of the season. Um, you know, start Len, do your little veteran starting crap or whatever, but Daniel Gafford needs to be getting most of the minutes at the five. Uh, there's no way you trade for a center like that. And then you just sign another center to basically just play over him because they're not just going to sit Alex Len or um, Robin Lopez on the bench the whole game either. So I imagine we'll still see like a three center rotation type thing as much as we would want Gafford to 
take all of Lopez minutes, like you were saying, um, I think it's realistic that they just kind of roll with the three center lineup and towards the end of the season, maybe they just bench Lopez more. Um, yeah. So tonight we play the Knicks. Uh, the Knicks kicked our rear the other day. Um, what do you think about, um, I mean, just kind of, I mean, overall, just like what's your overall vibe of the team? I thought that after some of the Westbrook comments that the team would come out and play a little bit harder and they just haven't. I don't know if it's because they, it's not, it's that they're not playing hard. I just, they're not a good team. Like their personnel is not good. And there are some people on Twitter that seem to think that their team is good and whatnot. And it's like, I think that mostly kind of pertains to Denny because I think obviously we all know that Denny has talent. But when you look at some of their bench guys, I mean, they, they clearly just do not have a lot of talent. I mean, your sixth man right now is Howell Neto, for Christ's sake. I mean, yeah, there's... I mean, like, <laughs> I, I just think whenever the Wizards play, and I mentioned this before, but whenever the Wizards play teams with athletic front courts, they get blitzed. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, they can't, they can't compete with teams that have athletic front courts like that, you know, where you got Mitchell Robinson, Noel, and, and Julius Randle, guys that are strong, athletic, and then in Randall's case, skilled players. Like, the, our front court is one of our weakest areas, you know? So when we play those types of teams like that, we get blitzed. And we play at a fast pace, which isn't to our benefit because we don't shoot it well. And then we turn it over a lot. And we're bad defensively. So you're giving the team extra extra possessions, extra shot attempts by playing at this number one pace in the league And you don't rebound well. So it's like you're literally shooting yourself in the foot trying to play at this number one pace. You're missing threes. Those are long rebounds. Fast breaks out. Like you gave the Knicks 100. I think the Knicks scored 135 points. The Knicks are like a bottom two scoring team. Like, and it's just, it's because again, the style of play we play with the roster we have, it just doesn't it doesn't match at all. We should be trying to slow the game down so teams get less possessions, running more, uh, you know, sets where, you know, we getting efficient shots at the rim and getting to the line um, and making it a game about, you know, margins instead of just trying to out outrun teams. Like, we're just not... The team is just kind of backwards, and I just feel like with the Knicks, like... Hopefully this first quarter they start out better and play, you know, play well to start the game. But if they come out in this first quarter and it's just like, you know, a pathetic effort, that to me would kind of tell me that the team has kind of checked out on Brooks. And he probably still doesn't get fired, but we we kind of already know he ain't coming back. So yeah, it's just it is what it is at this point. Um, okay, let me see. The the details of the trade came out. Um, blah 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 blah. Okay, so we didn't get anything extra. Um so the Wizards get Daniel Gaffer and Chandler Hutchinson, the Celtics get Luke Cornett and Mo Wagner, and the Bulls get Tice Green and Troy. Um Yeah, I mean sounds about right. Uh, I guess we'll see what happens with Gafford. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, I think – I don't even know how you can't be, like, just shut down and, like, giving up on Brooks by now. I mean, seriously. Like, it's yeah, I mean, it's everybody embarrassing. Knows, everybody knows uh, 
you know, what it is at this point. What the biggest issue with this team is, like, they don't have a legitimate coach. Like, they have a bottom five head coach. They do. And because of it, they have a bottom five record. Because <laughs> um, I don't think they have a bottom five roster. Like, no, you, they don't. You have a top 15 player in Bradley Beal. Russ has been playing lately like a top 25 player. Like, you should not be, you know, but one in seven since the All-Star break. Uh, like you should not be that. Like it, 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 the team, the players aren't being put in the correct positions to succeed, and they don't run anything. They don't run any type of structured offense, defense, nothing. They just kind of out there throwing stuff at the wall and hoping to see what stick. And offensively, it's just Brad and and Russ taking turns. Um, so you can't have that. It's like. Again, I think that you can figure out a way to make sure that Russ and Brad still get their touches while you still get Rui and Denny more involved. And it's, it's like, it's really just yeah. is not hard to me. And they just refuse to come up with any sort of solution. And that frustrates me. Like, ugh, sorry, for example, when we see um, Brad and Russ talking on, on the side, like they know what's going on and like they know everything and like it's everyone else's fault. It's like, Guys, do you, do you guys watch yourselves play at times? Like, my God. Like, you guys do the most unnecessary garbage sometimes. Like, d- d- that play at the end of the half the other day when they pretty much – Russ walked it up court and they gave it to Brad. You know what I'm talking about, right? And, like, yeah. Brad went to the yeah. baseline. Like, like why? Like, and, and, and there's stuff, like, that you can't blame Brooks on because it's like you guys are NBA players. You guys are grown men. And I'm looking specifically at Beal and Westbrook here. You guys shouldn't need someone in your ear telling you what to do all the time. Like, some of this stuff should just be common sense. And, like, dribbling and taking 17, 18 seconds off the shot clock and then putting up a contested shot or or driving to the rim aimlessly looking for contact that just isn't going to be there because teams know what you're doing. Um, it just it doesn't sit right with me sometimes. And I, and I know the tremendous talent that those two are, but, I mean – when you talk about needing better from other guys, I mean, the two people that we need better from are those two to start off with for me anyway. Yeah. I mean, at least on the, on the defensive side of the ball and then with the turnovers, like they Mm -hmm. just have to be, but, but then part of me is kind of like, I feel like the turnovers are a symptom of bad coaching. Like it's, they're not turning it over because, you know, the, they not executing sets or they don't know the plays. They don't have no plays. <laughs> like So it's like the turnovers to me are because their coach just kind of lets them do whatever. So I feel like if we had a different coach, I don't feel like the turnovers in the fourth quarter execution would be as much an issue. And now, now the defensive part of it, yeah, they got to get better defensively, but I'm not counting on those two guys to be our best defenders. Like that goes back to kind of like my point with how you build a team around high volume guards. Like you can't expect them to go score 30, get, you know, 15, 20 assists between them and then also be your best defenders. Like you need to supplement them with long rangy athletic defenders, rebounders and shooters. And we've done a poor job of that. So I get I I can understand their frustration if they look at the roster and then you look at what you know some of the other elite guard tandems have to play with and it just don't stack up like I mean it, just being honest like the Wizards roster 
three through ten just does not stack up when you look at the other guard tandems in the NBA. You look at the Suns roster around Booker and CP3, the Blazers roster around Dame and CJ. Like, it's night and day different. So, mm-hmm. you know, so so they ha- so they have that out. But number one, they got to get a better head coach. Like, that just has to happen. <laughs> like, you know, it should have happened two years ago. You know, but here we are in year five of this failed experiment with Scott Brooks. And, you know, he, you know, he's still here running the same thing. Like we didn't have how many different iterations of this team have we had? And it's still the same offense, still a bottom 10 defense. Like through the wall, we had wall, Beal, Ariza, you know, then it was Beal-ish, Bertans. Now we on Russ, Bill, Rui. Like every iteration of this team defends poorly and doesn't run crisp offense. So mm-hmm. that tells you what it is right there. I wonder if, if like if the Knicks beat the crap out of them tonight. I mean, again, I think given it's tough because you want to count the Wizards out, right? But they have the what second easiest schedule remaining. Yes. So I mean, if there's any hope, I mean. And that was and that was before the Knicks game. So yeah, <laughs> like the yeah. Knicks are some of their better opponents <laughs> remaining. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know exactly where that stands now. I can't imagine that change. They're probably still sitting at second worst or something like that. So maybe they would try and hold on a little bit longer. But like, I mean, if the Knicks came out there and smacked us in the mouth again tonight, I mean, I wouldn't rule out Brooks getting fired um, between tonight and tomorrow. But it's like that'd be it, bad. But I'm I'm wondering. It seems like to me like Ted doesn't like the optics of firing a coach midseason. Yeah, like he remembers so. wait. You know, so it's not on the headlines. It's not on ESPN. You know, breaking news: Wizards fire head coach. And I guess maybe the optics of how it looks to other players. Right. Uh, but I, I, we know what it is. Like we know that Brooks is not coming back. So why not just rip it off now? And give someone else a shot. Like, who knows? Like, maybe if you put someone up, like, you can still run the same stuff schematically that that you've been running, but just change, like, put in some tweaks, give other players more opportunities, like, balance things out a little bit more, bring in a more defensive mentality in practice. Like, you know, maybe that switches things up and they play a little bit better. At this point, I mean, I don't want them to play better at this point. I mean, at this point, I want them to get Mobley or Kay Cunningham. Like, (laughs) like I don't want them to play. I want them to play better. Like, I'm I'm looking towards 2022 at this point. Um, You know, like, who's going to be the new front office? What's the new front office set up? Who's the new head coach? Like, that's what they need to be looking at. Because this year is done. Like, ain't nobody beating the Nets in the East. No. Um... So given, like, I guess just like kind of where everything stands now, given that some of the the teams that are kind of in it um, in the East, like in the mix of the play and got a little bit better. I mean, heading into the offseason this year, I mean, as GM, what are you doing? Are you trying to trade Russ? Are you going to buy him out if you can't find a trade partner? Are you going to trade Beal? Are you going to keep him? Like, what are, what are you doing with the roster? I mean, I, I mean, I think it's clear that they're not trying to rebuild right now unless Bill comes up to them and says he wants to be traded. Like, Bill holds all the keys right now. Right. So, um, 
if as long as Bill wants to be here, they're going to try to, you know, build a team, no matter how bad at it they are, but they're going to try to build a team to compete around him, um, which means Russ probably is going to be here. Like, I don't, I don't see them, t- you know, admitting that they were wrong on that trade so early. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't see them doing it. They're going to try to go get pieces or a third guy that the, they feel compliments Russ and Beal. I thought that would have been Vucevic. And like you mentioned earlier, just looking at the return that the Bulls got, I feel like we could have easily matched that. Um, yeah. So I don't know who that third player is. I don't know who those pieces are. Um, I mean, it's just kind of up in the air right now. I mean, that really the only hope is them getting a top five draft pick and somehow they're able to get Mobley or Kay Cunningham or, or at least if they're in striking distance, they can trade up to get one of those guys. Um, but I just don't really see – I don't really see a path for them. like. The Vucevic thing, that I mean, that kind of just killed it for me. Unless, unless Cat, you know, over the next couple of months, decides he wants to move on from Minnesota, and then I mean, he so all the chips in for that. So, given where we are now, I mean, there's still some veterans on this team that we could have shipped off for picks. I mean. Len, you even could have done. I know the the two popular ones were Lopez and Neto, but um, even Len, I feel like you could have shipped off for a second round pick or something like that. I mean, what grade are you giving Tommy at this deadline? Uh, I mean, overall, I would give him. Probably a D. Yeah. But just for the specific move itself, like, I feel like they did address a need. They traded Troy Brown, who wasn't playing here, um, had really no role here for a rim running five shot blocker, like, which they needed. So the trade itself, I would give C plus, B minus. But just the overall uh, trade deadline, the, the lack of moves you know, legitimate move to make them a, you know, real threat, I, I, I give them a D. Like, um, Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, the move I'll give a C plus overall. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can't. I mean, just because you made a move, I guess, I mean, you get a D. But And it wasn't a pointless move either. It's not like they swapped, like, another wing for – or a wing for another wing, like they, like you said, they they addressed something that they needed. They went out there and they got um, some bounciness in their front court again. That I think you can kind of pencil in as Thomas Bryant's backup going in the next year, and you know you suddenly have the best of both worlds there. You have someone athletic who can block some shots, and then with Thomas Bryant, you have sort of an offensive, um, hyper efficient player. So, um, yeah. So let's go ahead and. Um, Look at this next little stretch here for the Washington or for Washington because, like I was saying, I mean they have a pretty easy schedule remaining. Um, but tonight they do have the Knicks, who have not been a kind matchup to us. But then we have Detroit, um, we have Indiana, uh, Charlotte, who is now without Lamelo Ball, 
and then Detroit again. I mean, you would hope three and two at minimum, right? I mean, if if you're if they're serious. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> if they yeah, go out there and get blown out tonight and then lose to Detroit, it's it's gonna be terrible. Let's see, man. Like I, I just this team. You just because of the the coaching is just so inconsistent. You don't know who's gonna get a DMP that night, right? You know they don't. Again, they don't run with any structure, like. I can't even say, okay, what's the plan of attack versus the Knicks versus Detroit? Like, what's the game plan offensively? What's the game plan defensively? Because they don't have – they don't play with structure. Like, (laughs) so it's just – they just roll the ball out and, hey, Russ and Bill, do your thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's (laughs) it's frustrating to watch. I think, again, like when we talk about with the coaching change, like there are some guys that you can keep around on this roster and with better coaching, I'm sure you get more out of them next year. Um, You still like West Jr. for head coach, or you got anyone else that you like? Love him. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, unless Jay Wright come out so you can get him. Um, But, I mean, the first first step need to be front office-based. Um, I think so too. Yeah, you, that 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 domino will set everything else up. And so this was when Chase was on the show, and we were kind of going over that. He was saying that if they brought in a different um, GM, then Tommy wouldn't be here. And like I was saying, like I don't think it's worth like him losing his job over. You know, I mean, I think Tommy is a, is a good guy, and he knows his stuff, and I think he should be kept around. So. Again, maybe you don't bring someone with the general manager title, but you definitely need to bring someone in with a different title that has more control over personnel and um, the the roster moves and all that sort of stuff. So I don't know who they'll bring in again. If it's Masai, I don't know what they would do at that point because I think Tommy would be a good GM going forward if they decide that they do want to rebuild. Uh, But if they're serious about competing, then you need to get someone in here with, mad connections and um, has a track record of, of winning and, you know, that sort of thing. So, Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I just don't – I mean, I really don't – it's hard for me to see the basketball reasons why Masai would want to come here, but yeah. I can definitely see the reasons outside of basketball why he would want to come here. You know, his wife being from the area – uh, the the political and and power structure ties like I I get it from that angle, um, mm-hmm. and then obviously the money, uh, that said you know would be willing to pay him, um, but from a basketball yeah. standpoint, I I really don't see why he would want to come here. I mean, and in that same aspect, I mean, the the coaching job really isn't all that attractive either. To be honest with you, it's hard because you have a roster that has no clear direction and you figured maybe they would um trade some of those bets today and try to get some draft picks but um you know they decided to just make player swaps so um you know we'll, we'll see where they go from here i guess i don't have a positive outlook for the rest of the season um i don't know that they'll even play 500 ball for the rest of the way as much as you would like to think that they should um, I, I reckon they'll finish again, kind of third or fourth worst in the conference, and you're looking at a seventh, eighth pick type deal. Um, 
What what are they at right now? For what the their pick? Yes, I think fifth right now, fifth best odds. But you know the odds system changed, so you know, right? You know, one a loss here or there, they could be third best odds, which is the same as the number one odds. Yeah, NBA Draft.net right now has them at fifth and has them taking Kuminga. Not bad. Um, yeah, I mean, you got anything else before we go ahead and um, wrap this one up? Uh, yeah, I mean, this this game tonight will kind of tell you where the players stand with this coach, and we'll see how they do. Um, is 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 Goffer active? No, I think you have to um, give them like twenty four hours or something. So, yeah, okay, because he's got to pass yeah. a physical and all that. Because I feel like he should be our starter. You know, just off I his skill too. set, like he should yeah. be our starter. We need we need a bouncy five down there next to Rui. Um. Do you think that they'll change the starting lineup tonight? I got an odd feeling that Denny may start tonight over Matthews. They need to. Honestly, Matthews has been horrible <laughs> since yeah. the since since he was. I would say after the first couple games, like he's been horrible. He's been horrible. Like um, yeah. I don't know if that's because he's just you know he's not a starter and he's not kind of being used right. I, I really don't know, but he he hasn't been good. Like he has like the worst plus minus on the team. Uh, worst PR on the team since he's been in the starting lineup the last month or so. So, uh, yeah, yeah, he tries hard, but you you asking him to be your defensive wing stopper like that's just foolish. And I th- again, I I still think he can be a key piece of the roster. You know, going into next year, I mean, if you want to pencil him in as Beal's backup, I mean, I have no problem with that. You know. Oh yeah, but he shouldn't be your starter. No, never, never. So we'll see if they make any changes tonight. It sucks because they'll be kind of with limited bodies. Um, they'll be without two guys like you know Troy Brown won't be there obviously. Um, Wagner won't be there obviously. So they'll be short two bodies and in areas where you would like them to have more bodies. So hopefully the guys don't get into foul trouble tonight. But I mean, if they're serious about winning, I mean they pretty much. Need to have that mentality of every game is a must win going forward. And tonight's going to tell us a lot. So uh, thank you guys for listening once again to another episode. And we will see you next time.